0: All right, welcome to Absolute Comics. We're back for 2019, here to rant and rave about all of your favorite 2019 stuff. I'm Benny, known as The Comic Story, and that is Sal, known as Comic Boop. I'm saying it like that from now on. (laughs) That'll get old. (laughs) (coughs) <coughs> but yeah, we are your two hosts known from the YouTube landscape of comic books of comic book YouTubers. We are the last two left. None of the <laughs> others remain. A, they're all Mad gone. It's a, it's a Mad Max Fury Road
1: situation, and we have run them all over. It's what we do. Yeah. I, I can't remember what they say. I was going to do the chrome line, but I have no recollection. Well, now you got to do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. I don't know what they say. I just, I put chrome spray paint in my face. (laughs) I don't remember. I like that movie, but not enough to memorize the
0: lines. Well, they've rarely spoken that movie. But today's episode Uh, is brought to you by G Fuel. If you guys want to support us and keep this show alive, go check out our sponsor over at G Fuel. uh, You could use the code COMICS to get 10% off, sometimes 30, depending on when you're watching this episode. But normally 10% off of your order at G Fuel. And it's where I get this insane amount of energy to the point where I drive Sal
1: crazy. (laughs) <laughs> it's good stuff, by the way. Even my team likes it. They're 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 like, hey, call G Fuel. I'm like, I'm I'm busy. They're like, call them. We want free G Fuel. And I'm like, all right, fine, I'll call them. <laughs> Uh, And it's also
0: supported by our Patreons. If you want to get early access to this show, along with early access to many of Sal's shows or my shows, go check out either of our Patreons. Support your favorite hosts. You can go on over to Comic Pop, so patreon.com slash comicpop, or you can go to patreon.com slash comicstorian. We we basically organize when the early access happens, so you're not going to get an advantage by going to one or the other. Um, And... If, if neither of those strike your fancy, you can always support us by going to twitch.tv slash comic and joining the live show every Tuesday at about 5 p.m. Eastern. Or subscribe right here on YouTube and smash that like button. Or give us a five-star review over here on Spotify. I don't know where you're listening to this. Or you can go to SoundCloud and write a comment that says you like it. I get a bunch of emails of people that like the SoundCloud. I don't even know how that works or how to turn wow. that off. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: got to turn it off. I'm inundated with comments. <laughs>
0: Either way, there's a lot of ways to show your love and support for the show if you wanted to continue. We appreciate each and every one of you, and just listening to it is incredible. The fact that you guys care about what we say is like, what? (laughs) I know. Uh, So, yeah, that's that's all our intros. Uh, That's the end of the show, right? All right, yeah. Well, we'll see you in 2020. Thanks a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know what, Sal? In honor of 2020, in honor of you, I'm going to make a special request to Gary. Gary, I need you to go upstairs to my fridge. Look on the left door. There's a Coke Zero in there, and I would like it. Nice. Gary's ignoring me. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, nope. (laughs) I'm not going to do that. His exact response was, I'm not ignoring you. I just don't know if you're joking. (laughs) So anyway, uh, today is going to be a welcome back 2020 episode. Sal and I really just want to talk about comic books, comic book movies, everything that happened in 2019. Two reasons for that. One, if you are new to the comic book world and everything that's happening, nothing happens in December or January. Yeah. (laughs) The biggest news right now is that Kevin Feige announced a transgender character in the MCU and then didn't. Uh,
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: uh, And the second biggest news is the fact that the new Mutants trailer came out. And I think the general consensus was
1: that's still a thing. (laughs) <laughs> right, yeah. Thank a so a practically shelved Fox X Men spin off movie is actually going to come out. Biggest news in Hollywood right now. Tinseltown is aglow with mutant mania as we talk about a movie that probably cost, what, $80 million? Like, cool. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, by the way. I, I dig New Mutants, uh, and the cast is incredible. It's everyone before they got big. I <laughs> Dude, I noticed Dick Grayson's in that thing. From, yeah, uh, from Titans. Titans.
0: I'm like, he didn't get big. Titans is not that big. But it's no, like, oh, no. so he was a mutant before he became Nightwing.
1: Okay. Yeah, the, the older Byers brother from Stranger Things. Uh, Some Scottish girl who's in a lot of stuff. I'm sorry. I don't know her name. Maisie Williams? <laughs> is that Maisie. It? Is she Scottish? I didn't know she was. T-
0: it doesn't taste like metal. It tastes like Coke, oddly enough. This is the oh, good, good drinking horn. I have a real drinking horn, but we discovered by having a real drinking horn, not a metal one, but a real ox horn. Um, yeah, it tastes like
1: ox. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. If you drink anything acidic out of that, or anything with like that'll leach all the vital nutrients out of its horn, so because you know, it was a living being.
0: Yeah, exactly. Ugh. So guys, traditionally you do know I drink water or G fuel on this episode, but in honor of Sal and the fact that we made it through 2019, cheers mm. to Sal. We're drinking your Coke Zero, which is your <laughs> drink of choice. Here, here. Yep. Good stuff. (laughs) Sounds like so we're okay. It's okay to show Coke Zero for this one episode. (laughs) Yeah, I I won't show
1: it the rest of the time. Yeah, right, right.
0: Normally we don't because that's how sponsorships work. But uh.
1: (laughs) yeah, we tried one time. uh, uh, There was an aggressive fan campaign from our audience that was like, "Hey, Coke Zero, this guy drinks your thing on every show he does. Come on!" And Coke Zero officially responded with, "We don't do sponsorships."
0: (laughs) (laughs) They're like, "We're Coke. Do you really think we need a?" Uh, a YouTuber to drink our they, product?
1: They sure don't.
0: <laughs> so uh, I told you about yeah. that story though, real quick. But this happened in 2019. We just—I told you about this time. I just got the G feel and then I messed
1: up on stream. Oh. I think I remember that. We yeah. were doing
0: like a 10-hour stream or something. We just got the G Fuel sponsorship. And I was not even thinking about it. Because for anybody who doesn't know, I drink a lot of energy drinks. That's why I do tote G Fuel. It's not like I just drink G Fuel and I don't know what ener- I drink coffee. I have uh, all the name brands I can't say because we're sponsored by G Fuel. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but that's where I'm getting at. They're all normally like right next to me because of the streaming and the gaming. So yeah. I ran out of G Fuel. And I just, what i even thinking about, it, grabbed a Red Bull and cracked it open. Right when mm. the g Fuel sponsor guy was watching me.
1: Oh my God. <laughs> well, I mean, like, you should have watched the last nine hours where I was only drinking your, your product, man. That's so, really on. Yeah. Yeah. 2019.
0: There. Uh, let's talk DC first. You want to do that? Yeah, let's do it, DC. Um, what's your favorite event? Uh,
1: none of them. <laughs> um, like. Yeah, because Doomsday Clock, although that's, like, a three-year-long event, and it should have ended two years ago. Uh, You know, it's funny. DC spent the better part of a couple of years, like, currying our good favor and, like, being like, yo, here's some really cool stuff. Here's some great status quos. And then, like, pulled in two superstar writers and went, like, hey, let's torch it all. Yeah. And, like, and with it, all of my enthusiasm for DC, I was, like, all in on DC And then all they had to do was just give in to their baser instincts and DC did what DC does. And we got, like, stuff like the Terminus Agenda and that awful Year of the Villain. Leviathan Rising? I I I don't care about any Year of the
0: Villain, I feel, the problem with Year of the Villain is not Year of the Villain itself. It's that
1: what it was hyped as doesn't seem to be what we're getting. No, it was just, uh, clearly it was just like, hey all the heroes fight villains anyway, can we arbitrarily create an event around that? Right. And they did. I mean, like, remember that time that they did, uh, what was it, Future's End or whatever, and they they had all these, like, horrible uh, lenticular covers, and, like, all the books got flipped, and, like, Bane was on the cover of Detective, and Riddler was on the cover of Batman and stuff, like they they just did this like a few years ago yeah uh, but it, but they called it like hey villains are in this now i don't know it just... i think
0: it was villain month i think that was i think that's what it was, there you it was go. villain month thank you, know. you villain month yeah they just did this um, like... i will say chad is stating deceased that is probably my favorite dc event of this year because it had a tie-in so i'll count it as a as a uh, an event
1: it did have a tie-in and the tie-in was just as good as the main series
0: yeah it was it was about mr miracle which you're like that that guy never gets good books
1: What are you talking about? He had like the most critically acclaimed book of 2019, 18. One good book. But he wasn't in any other books. It was just that. his entire history, you can name one Mr. Miracle book you enjoyed. I I liked him in uh, Dark Side War. Mm. (laughs) He was in that event.
0: Yeah, I could totally see the wheels in your head turning for that one. What was that called? Ah, that
1: he was in this other thing. <laughs> I like. I mean, like, listen, Mister Miracle's a neat character. He's not in a lot, and no. the new gods are largely marginalized, if not for Dark Side. But Mister Miracle was incredible, and, uh, and 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 so was Deceased. Though I will say, Deceased was in another universe. Wasn't in the main continuity. I don't think it. I mean, it, it's technically an event, but it's like an event over there. Yeah, you know,
0: dead. Like it's. Two seconds. I need I need Dan for a moment here on this on this more off the cuff episode. Uh, I don't like Coke Zero, so could we get rid of this? (laughs) (laughs) Can I have a G Fuel? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sitting here holding this like I'll just drink it down. I
1: just drink it. I don't like this. Like I'm sorry, Sal. (laughs) (laughs) there. It's an acquired taste. It took me <laughs> a while myself. It's better than Diet Coke, which is what I was drinking before that. And I'm like, oh.
0: I'm sitting here like, in honor of Sal, uh, I don't like it. You don't this. drink soda,
1: though. Like, I, I've been to your home many times, and it, does, it is not stocked with, that with soda. That Coke Zero is the only there because of you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You drank my Coke Zero. Now, next time I'm over there, I won't have <laughs> So
0: anyway, um, yeah, deceased alternate reality. Uh, that's And I agree. I... I do like, I think Black Label's proving that this for this particular, in particular for 2019. I like the idea that DC is kind of telling these one off storylines. They're just kind of going the graphic novel route. Here's three issues, four issues, a solid story. We're not worried about continuity. We're not going to worry about problems. Um, That actually brings me to the next topic I wanted to bring up, which I made a rant about, but these people who watch over here probably won't watch the rant. Um, But Brian Michael Bendis and what he did with Superman. Now, I made a whole rant about my entirety of my opinions on it. Mm hmm. And I know a lot of the fans in our, obviously, the comic show are arguing against the Superman. Just like I know there's a lot that are like, no, 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 I like it. Right. After having a pretty much an internal argument with myself for 20 minutes on a rant about it, here's yeah. what I think it comes down to. The problem with Superman and the problem with Brian Michael Bendis' Superman is, and I'm definitively stating this, this is hard facts, no no, qu- this is not opinions, hard facts, I don't care what you say. Uh, hard facts. <laughs> he has been rebooted three times in the last nine years. 2011. DC Rebirth, and now Brian Michael Bendis, okay? Yeah. And those are the hard reboots. He's had some minor
1: shifts in his character during those periods as well. Do you count Doomsday Clock? Because like that's another major reboot as well.
0: No, because it kind of... I think it would have been... If it had finished on time, it would have lined up as another reboot. Right. But I don't th- I don't think it's a full reboot. Not in the manner that we like I'm talking hard new 52 was a completely different Superman from the previous years. Uh yeah. DC Rebirth was the Convergence guy coming back and then Brian Michael Bendis came in and did everything himself. Right. The issue that I've really come to is I don't think Brian Michael Bendis's run is bad. I like a lot of people a lot of people are like, "Oh my god, it's terrible, it's horrendous." I do think he has a misconception of what these characters are supposed to act like. Lois does right. not act like Lois. She does not care about a family at all. No. Um uh, She acts more like pre-family Lois, which I guess makes sense to an extent if that's what you're going for. Um, But the fact is, I think a lot of people who have problems with what Brian Michael Bendis is doing are like me and fell in love with the 2018 Superman. Right. Fell in love with the Super Sons and the idea that he was close to his wife and she had kind of given up being a reporter so that she can raise John and then deal with how does she become a mom? Like I think a lot of us fell in love with Tomasi's Superman run. Yeah. And instead of really letting it flesh out and become its own thing, because I think he only had about two years, they were yeah. like, no, 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 we got Brian Michael Menace, he wants Superman, do your own thing. And they let yeah. him reboot him again. And I don't think it's inherently terrible. Like if if it went to if it went new fifty two
1: to yeah. this Superman, we'd get far less complaints. Oh, big time. I would not be nearly as unhappy with it because Well, as far as I'm concerned, like, I wasn't a big New 52 Superman fan in general. Right. So, to have the rug pulled out from under that version of Superman, I'm down. But, like, DC went through hell trying to fix Superman after they fixed Superman for a new generation. And, ultimately, they wound up merging people and doing this whole rebirth thing. And it was like, you went through all this work and effort, and then you undermined... All the work and effort and all the good favor that anyone who was reading it at the time and all along that entire route gave you. Because we were all like, well, I guess I'll stay. Oh, I guess this is actually pretty cool. And hey, you know what? This is all paying off despite my dissatisfaction with this previous run. And now they're like, oh, and instead of like taking two years to like rebuild it or clean it up, how about we just throw it all away? (laughs) Like, it's not really good world building. It's just kind of like, well, I'll just take it away and yeah. replace it with things and, and explain it later.
0: Well, and the biggest, like, after having my own internal monologue about the Bendish run, my yeah. biggest two complaints and takeaways are the fact that he is ignoring continuity, which I think is ruining a potentially good villain known as Jor-El. Um, yeah. He turned him into a completely different character. And I'd yep. say the second biggest complaint I've had with the run is action comics does not feel like Superman to me. It feels like no. a Metropolis book, which I still well, don't understand said why we don't just that. have a Metropolis book. We had a Gotham book. Because well,
1: <laughs> no one's going to buy that. The reality is no one's going to buy a, a, a Metropolis book. So if I want to do that and I really only want to write one Superman book, I'll put it in action.
0: Yeah, I guess. But And like I said, I think the biggest problem, and and this is all about 2019 Superman run, yeah. is that basically we, we, we stopped. Like 2018 didn't even get true closure. No. Tomasi's run just kind of stopped. Yes. And I think that's the biggest issue because a lot of people are like, no, we want this back. We were on board. We were enjoying it. Um, I don't think that Bendis' run is inherently bad. He misunderstands Lois, misunderstands Jor-El, in my opinion. Um, These are
1: fundamental aspects of the character, but like, he does seem to get the voice for Superman. Yeah. But he's also a really good writer. And like, before everyone attacks me on that, it's like, he is like he Bendis is a good writer yeah just because he's written stuff you don't like doesn't mean that he's not good at what he does now he has taken liberties and I will agree that Man of Steel that miniseries is some bullshit (laughs) but like but this is coming from like I I have a problem with how Superman's written and 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 Bendis's approach to that character but I also love like Ultimate Spider-Man, New Avengers, Batman yeah. Universe, Sam the and Twitch, is, Alias Powers, Scarlet. Ben- Bendis has written so many things. You're inherently going to like and dislike some of his stuff. The fact is, there's going to be some stuff that, yeah. like, either that, even if you hate Bendis, you're going to admit some of it's pretty good, and if you love Bendis, you're going to admit some of it ain't so hot. Like, and and that's the case with Superman. Now, I got a theory about Superman as well. Okay. And I think that the reason why Man of Steel was so bizarre is because, because when Man of Steel, the first six issues, I think, that miniseries that he launched, um, which was kind of like the palate cleanser, hey, here's what Bendis is gonna do with Superman from now on, you know, he was like, well, Lois is gone, here's some new hotness, A couple of new characters Superman might be flirting with, uh, the kid's gone, you know, it's all just Superman and this, like, arsonist, what's gonna happen with the arsonist? Oh, plus Rogelzar. He's like, here's my run, here's what's happening. But he's also like, let me not really explain right away Lois and John and the previous guard. Because if everyone on board, like if everybody is reading Man of Steel and they're like, oh, thank God you got rid of the kid. And, you know, arguably, thank God you got rid of Lois. Then that's probably what we're going to wind up doing. Like, I theorize that, like, okay, uh, this is a quick history lesson, but one more day, Spider-Man one more day, uh... Pretty much you can pin the whole thing on Joe Quesada, editor-in-chief of Marvel at the time. Well, before Joe Quesada became editor-in-chief of Marvel, he worked at DC. And when he worked at DC, he was privy to the plans at DC. And I remember him talking about the DC plans for Superman, and he just reapplied them to Spider-Man. And I remember him saying, and this is, you can find, this isn't like telling tales out of school. He said it in interviews, it's just the interviews are 10 years old. But he was talking about how DC wanted to unmarry Superman and make him all hot and young and single again and they were going to do it by having a deal with a devil and i think it was that woman devil from the old 90s books but i don't recall what the devil was going to be but the idea was we're just going to have superman make a one more day type deal and unmarry him because everyone agreed at dc that like a married superman limited the character which no one would agree with now but whatever i still actually
0: just go ahead i'll I'll jump at the
1: end So he, so he basically said, okay, well, that's what DC's going to do with Superman, or at least that's what they were going to do. Everyone at Marvel, according to Quesada, wants Spider-Man unmarried. I'll just do that over there. But I think because the people at DC who have been in charge for the last 25 years are still the same people who are in charge, means that that's probably the playbook. And if we're going to unmarry Superman, maybe we'll one more day him. And Bendis's Man of Steel was the way of saying to everybody, like, hey... Are you okay with that? Like, if John and Lois are gone and everyone loves Man of Steel, then it means that we can get away with one more daying Superman and we won't get nearly as much flack as right. they did over at Spider Man. So I, I think it was actually Bendis's way of like testing the waters to see if one more daying Superman was a viable thing. And if so, like, let's do that. And I think that, like, the reaction was pretty substantial in favor of Tomasi's run and that status quo for Superman. So they're kind of like, well, I guess we'll have to really stretch it out. We're going to have to back and black him and just keep it going a little longer until we can fully justify one more dang him in a story design, unless we have a crisis in which case, Oh, he was never married.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I've, I, in the, five six years we've been podcasting so i've been pretty adamant that i feel marriages do hinder storylines to an extent i will admit that with tomasi doing the marriage run um it kind of proved to me that if you're creative enough you can make it work i do still feel it does limit it to an extent because you're still stuck with the wife and the kid and you got to figure out how to make them work but it being that it's an aspect that has not been explored very long very much that yeah. Tomasi was doing a great job with it. I think the reason it has room to grow right now is because it hasn't been explored too much. Agreed. It's th- Only two years. Right, and th- and that's just it. That was, that was what I found interesting in Tomasi's Superman run. Not and not that I disagree that is a great writer, but that he well, was doing it. stuff that I had not seen before, and that's because every comic book editor wants to be like, they can't be married. You won't relate with them.
1: <laughs> um, right, I, which I think we've all pretty much determined is not true, like... Relatability is subjective and, you know, there's entire generations of people who grew up with Spider-Man, Superman, Reed Richards, you know, characters who are married, Mr. Miracle, who were married when they showed up who are used to that. And so... And found him relatable regardless. Like, right. I don't know how we managed to figure it out. Like, I don't know how we can make, how, how, I, how, a, how a child can find their father relatable or a firefighter <laughs> or, like, the president. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's weird that, like, there's such, a, such an apprehension to that convention. Um, I, I, I would grant you, we've seen a married Superman for a long time, like, since the 90s. But we've never really seen a good father Superman character. Right, and that's what I think
0: was making that good. But that goes back to what I was saying at the beginning. I don't think that Bendis' run is inherently bad. Everyone's like crapping out. They're like, no, it's horrible, it's horrible, it's horrible. Yeah, yeah. When you compare it to what a lot of people were hooked on in 2018, it's just a completely different direction. And I do feel it brings back the older Superman, but I didn't like the older Superman that much. Right. Like, I wasn't I did, buying so I'm in. Superman. <laughs> I did, but I'm in. Right.
1: I did. Well, and and I was I was more excited about it because of the things that Tomasi was doing. Because it was not just my familiar Superman, but it was also stuff I'd never seen.
0: Right. So. So, All right. I think, yeah. I think we should keep moving on. I, we, I mean, we we could do an entire discussion about what happened with the Superman. And maybe we will if, if, the, if everyone in the comments says, do more of that. And
1: my rant does well. <laughs> we we'll be like, "Hey Sal, so I think we should do another episode talking about Superman." <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, and that would be amazing. I think DC should perk up because, like, I think our discussion of Superman would sell better than the current run of Superman. Books.
0: Oh, I looked it up. It's at thirty-one and thirty-two. It's at thirty-three oh! thousand sold for Superman in Action in
1: uh in uh November. Let's let, Let's lump those together because, like, you know what? Superman Action, both the same book, both run by the same guy even if you combined them, we're talking, what, 60,000? Yeah. No, no, it was, it was
0: 80,000. But Batman, that everyone is crapping, out, which I want to talk about next, Tom King run and yeah. Batman, uh, right. is still selling like 88,000, still beating both Superman books combined. No question.
1: I mean, like, <laughs> and it's Batman. I mean, the fact is, just because Superman's the most recognizable superhero ever doesn't mean he's going to inherently sell. And that could also be the reason why DC is always cool with screwing him up. Because they're like, well, I mean, literally, like when they killed him, which was probably the best-selling period of Superman's history ever. uh, They they killed him. They milked a cup, like a year or at least worth of stories out of that concept. Brought him back to life. They had him being regular Superman with a mullet. And then they went, oh, let's. let's, That's not working. Okay, let's make him blue. Like they literally threw the baby out with the bathwater. Immediately, like we finally got Superman back to back to basics. We can trade on nostalgia of that. No, screw that. Like let's make him blue. Yeah. (laughs) Like DC is not afraid of of throwing everything that makes Superman relatable, interesting, or fun out in favor of hoping they can get. I don't know. The, the 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 temporary buzzworthy sales, because it's not anything like the people who which, buy Which Superman, you know what is
0: hilarious about that? They're scared to yeah. touch Batman.
1: They're well, we'll see about that. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because I think well, because Batman's going to get swapped out at the end of Tynan's run.
0: Yeah, we'll see what happens with that. I mean, so Tom King's run has been going on for two years, so technically it's not even another 2019 thing. Um, yeah. But it's gone back and forth on liking it, hating it, liking it, hating it, liking yeah. it, hating it. You know, I like, have
1: not, by the way. I, I've never gone back and forth. I've hated it. Oh, no, I'm talking I,
0: general fan it. reaction.
1: Yes. Well, I'm not talking Everyone loved it. No, everyone loved it. And then eventually, and every, eventually, I think at this point, now that it's over, at by the time City of Bane hit, most readers of Batman were ready for it to be over. Yeah, here's
0: what I think happened. Because, because, uh, okay, so Batman, I, for me, I was kind of back and forth on. Sure. But Joshua Williamson's Flash, I've loved since the beginning. But even that, I'm like, I'm kind of waiting for a changeover now. Because yeah. I almost wonder if, like, the 100-issue run of the same story is just too
1: much. I. It's, who asked for that? Like, where is that <laughs> the standard? Like, there, I, I don't think there's a precedent that says, there must be a hundred issues to to truly prove the litmus test of, of 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 sustainability. The only book that I know of where I where I can agree with that is Ultimate Spider-Man, which is again twenty years old. Right, so, right. Well, that's just
0: it, because like Scott Sander ended his run at fifty. The original Robert Vendetti run of Flash ended at fifty, and all I love both those, and I do yeah. love Joshua Williams' run up to the Flash War. But now I it, just it's
1: like we're still going, and I'm like, oh yeah, are we get? Oh look at. It- Amazing, Amazing Spider-Man. I think we got, what, 200 or more of Dan Slot doing that? And it was like everybody was ready for him to be done. Yeah. By the time that... And it could be maybe the reason why... Like, and it's Ultimate not like Spider-Man, I disliked
0: Dan Slot, Just like I don't... I not like, oh, I dislike Joshua. I love what he's doing with the Flash. Right. But like, I just want a different... Even if even if he stays on it, I just want a different focus.
1: Right. Something, something fresh. Yeah. Um, because... It's, and it's not like you want them to kill off Barry Allen and replace him. No, with a main, no, no, with no. we we've
0: there been doing be these forces
1: for a while now. And just no. kind of—that's that, how I feel about Justice League, where it's like, okay, this, 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 this thing needs to end. Yeah. Like, it could be, and I think that's what it is. It's just if it's a singular focus.
0: It's—it's not, it's not that we dislike any of these runs. No. I like Flash. All- I liked Batman. I know you don't, but I liked Batman. <laughs> I like Justice League. But I, just, no. I want something new, something fresh. Get something thrown in there.
1: Well, uh, and the problem I think is that they're all they're doing this thing. You know what they're doing? And it, I guarantee you, this is the problem. It's Hickman. Hickman did this like long-standing, like multi-year opus, and the publishers went. That's what works. Do a big thing, and only a only a handful of writers can like play the long game. Yeah. For for a few years or a hundred issues. And have it pay off at the end in a crescendo of like either an event or a major payoff. And that's not to say that like Hickman's the greatest writer of all time. I'm just saying that like Hickman's really good at decompression and like playing the long game and paying off elements and and, and telling like a really really stretched out storyline. And other writers like that we love tell stories either in short bursts or in like a certain number of runs. I mean, like the fact is Scott Snyder love that author. He does a great job on so many things, but the reason why I'm like really, really soft on his justice league, which is something that I should be enjoying a lot more is because it's just too freaking long. Yeah. It's just, he's just not just Justice two
0: more. And I mean, this coming from just a reader's perspective, not a writer. Yeah. Uh, In my opinion, it should have kind of been like we did Six Dimension and then we did a six-issue arc of wrapping up the Justice Doom War, Mm -hmm. which, by the way, the results have been spoiled if you read uh, the Evil Justice League.
1: Oh, I I didn't, but... uh, Uh, If
0: you read that Evil Justice League, it
1: spoils what's going to happen. Oh, okay. Great. (laughs) (laughs) So don't read that. uh, Get a lid on that. I mean, like, what are you doing? Well, they did the same thing with Secret Wars, like where they (laughs) ruined it at the end, but only because Marvel didn't know what they were going to do after that. Yeah, because Marvel didn't have a plan, but I think that like part of the reason why Ultimate Spider-Man works for 100, 150 issues with with the same creative team is because they didn't have really any restraints. They got to do whatever they wanted, whenever they wanted to, forever. Whereas if you're going to do Batman for, for you know for a hundred issues, there's going to be some things you need to change, like you, yeah. it, just because of the nature of it being one of the top selling books at DC. It we have like a rotating audience. We have a we you know we have agendas we need to you know further as an editorial department like we got to get this thing recycled like it can't be one thing for for 100 issues uh, I, I don't know it's just with with respect to the Tom King Batman run I mean like I'm happy it's over I'm ready for Tynan to to take over f- for as long as he does but uh, I, I don't know I'm kind of like you know woof <laughs> <laughs> That was right. that was a rough ride.
0: What other heroes in crisis? what did you think about that one? i I loathed it. <laughs> I, I I thought didn't, it is the, the problem the worst with heroes thing. In crisis is I don't think it was terrible. I
1: just don't think it was good and it didn't deserve what it got it, it I mean, like if it was only eight issues, which it was like if it was just here's eight issues, here's this thing, even then I don't like it because I'm like i don't I don't like the message. I don't like the idea behind it. I'm kind of like, what are you doing? um but whoops. But, uh, I don't know. It, I don't understand why they decided to do this with Wally and Roy of all like
0: characters, like
1: right. like there, there's a lot going on here where it's like it, it's more like King had a had a message. He had a thing he wanted to say, but he used the wrong characters to do it. yeah, exactly. the the message at
0: the end of the day was even heroes need to need, need someplace to vent and be you know, be. And let it out. And Even that's, heroes and I need help.
1: That. Huh? Yeah. Even heroes need help.
0: Right. And that was a great message. I liked his overall message. Wally was the worst character to use for that. Especially right after. You're our hope. We're here to save us. You're great. Oh shit. You killed everyone. Well, and and, and
1: I, I feel like part <laughs> of that is. <laughs> I feel, I, and I fear that like 2019 was like the year they pulled the curtain back on editorial influence at DC. Like I feel like. King would have been able to... I mean, like, look at Mr. Miracle. How much editorial influence do you think he had on that one? Where it's like, I want to tell a self-contained, kind of like out-of-continuity story about Mr. Miracle. Uh, Knock yourself out, do whatever the hell you want. Because I don't have a plan for Mr. Miracle. But when it comes to Batman or Heroes in Crisis, it's like, I want to tell a story about, like, how these heroes need help. And it's like, wait a minute. If I... Like, I don't think he got to tell the story he wanted to tell. And I think that instead it was like, wait, I really don't like Wally. Like, the people in charge are like, wait, we have things we can get done with this. And it's like, well, but that's not how stories work. Like, you don't just morph a story around an agenda. And I think that, like, Wally got marginalized as a result of that. I think that, like, the story became a murder mystery as a result of that. I don't know if it was even supposed to be a murder mystery, honestly. Like... I, the the idea of, like, Superman needing therapy, like, that's a neat idea. Yeah, I, I like that idea, that. I do. But, like, I don't know. Indiscriminately murdering characters that, like, have... Th- there's no reason to do that. Like, they're already uh, in obscurity. Like, they're already characters that no one's writing about or that nobody's using. So then to kill them, it just seems, like, mean-spirited and it only hurts the people who love those characters. It, it, the whole thing ended up ringing... Like mean-spirited, yeah. as opposed to it being hopeful. It's supposed to be a hopeful story about like finding help, but at the end, nobody does. Like it, these heroes who seek therapy are punished for doing it. What kind of world is that? Yeah. What kind of message is that? And I, I and I guarantee you that Tom King does not want that to be the 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 the, the headline for Heroes in Crisis. Heroes in Crisis: Therapy Will Kill You. <laughs> like, I don't think that that's what he wanted to say. No.
0: I mean, I I liked the overall idea because coming from the military, you know, being sure. overseas twice, PTSD, dealing with what's happened. I've I've dealt with it myself. I've seen other people deal with it. I get that message. Yeah, yeah I, I don't like the way he executed it. I do like no. the concept of like a murder mystery, but I hate to say it because we all are always like, oh yeah, uh, the uh, it, we could tell what the end is coming. You know what? It should it should have ended with there being an actual villain. Instead, it turns out, oh no, Wally snapped. Shit, <laughs>
1: like that's, yeah. Well, and and also, you you they really screwed it up because Wally was the emotional crux of the rebirth initiative. Yeah, and then to turn him into a murderer and say that he, that like it was not fair of Jeff Johns to make him the symbol of hope because that makes you freak out. Again, mean spirited and like kind it feels a little bit like you know, responding to the last movie by having your character throw a lightsaber over their shoulder. Like, <laughs> it feels like undermining that. I don't yeah. know, it just, it, it feels like they really messed up. And it feels—and you can see the cracks, the seams, and the influence on that book. And as a result, it became this thing, as opposed to it being something that might actually have helped people. You know, I, I, I don't know. Heroes in Crisis was a mistake. Like overall, yep. it was the whole thing was just because because you know healthcare professionals, people who need healthcare, people who have who have these opinions or these experiences, like they're gonna say, "Wow, you really you really missed the mark, and actually you kind of sent out the wrong message, and you've actually hurt your message as a result. Like you sent out the antithesis of what you meant to do. Right. So you've actually made the world worse as a result of it instead of trying to make it better. Like <laughs> Superman. Superman goes in front of a lectern and goes. We all need help, and you have a problem if you think we have a problem. Like, screw you. Yeah. Okay? Like, can you imagine, like, you know, oh, uh, there's a big parade at your local town, and the firefighters come up, and the fire chief comes up and goes, like, we need help, too, and you're all a bunch of assholes. Like, whoa, who asked? Like, where'd this come from? it's really weird. It, it, it was a weird, a weird
0: decision. And I think part of what, the reason why a lot of this stuff happened in DC is Doomsday Clock. Doomsday Clock got stretched out way too long. We yeah. all knew that it was well known. This wasn't even like a secret thing that didn't pan out. No. It <laughs> was supposed to end with uh, Doomsday Clock was going to change the world, change everything. And the way that it did end kind of shows like, oh, yeah, you could have totally set up a crisis at the end of this. Like, Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Doomsday Clock. It's like, okay, I, I don't. These guys who run these comic book companies have been doing it for 30 years or more. They know how to make comic books. Yeah. So it, they know when an artist is going to take longer than they say they're going to. Like, so there's no way that Gary Frank drawing like took too long to make Doomsday Clock, right? Because... They must have known how long it was gonna take him. And he had his own personal issues, I know. I think his wife had a kid or something like that. Yeah. I, don't, I don't recall. But like, he had a delay. But it's a two year delay. Right, yeah. You can't blame that all on Gary Frank. So, and also, if it's that important, DC would not have let them make that if it was just gonna to take too long because Gary Frank takes too long to draw. So like, that's out the window. Doomsday, Doomsday Clock clearly was supposed to be a thing that changed the status quo of DC and set things up for the next era of DC. The delays are suspicious. Yeah, something. And, I don't know what happened. We don't know. No, it, but I agree. We don't.
0: A full year of delays, especially yeah. when Gary Frank is working on other projects. Yeah, he's when tweeting you, when I heard, images.
1: When I read Batman Earth One on Volume shit. Three was actually being drawn at the same time like oh well then yeah no it's not his fault
0: no it's not entirely something happened that caused those delays to basically happen and they yep i i don't i don't know what happened what changed like we had rebirth it was all setting
1: up for doomsday clock it was a great direction everything was going amazing and something happened and and it could now here's the thing and this is all speculation we don't know we don't have the ear of dc um it could be that sales weren't as well, uh, pre orders and sales weren't as high as they thought for rebirth. And maybe they were like, well, more of, more of that will not help. So we need to switch horses midstream. It could be any number of things. It could be egos. It could be just sales and money wise. We're like, we need this, 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 and this to sell. And right. so in order to make that happen, Doomsday Clock has to get marginalized. I promise you. D- D- Justice Society of America and Legion of Superheroes are not the secret formula that we're going to save DC's sales. So, that whole thing is. Uh, reeks of deliberate interference. The fact that, like, Snyder got to do JSA in Justice League literally a few months before the big reveal at the end of Doomsday Clock. And. I love bendis how they commented do... on
0: that too. Who are you guys? Yeah. I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, what do you mean you don't know? You were in the button. But uh, Legion of Superheroes given a bendis before Legion of Superheroes had something happen with Doomsday Clock. And, and literally, like right before those reveals were going to take place. Like it. The whole thing. Fe- and and the, the reason why it feels suspicious and seems weird is because it's not like these guys are a new publisher and they just don't know what they're doing and they don't want to piss off the creatives that they have in their stock. It's, it's literally just, we did this. It's all, it's all like poorly calculated and, and a a misunderstanding of their audience's desires. That's all I'll say.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, I don't know. It it was a weird year um, in general when it came to DC comic books. I mean, I love DC. Everyone knows that. I mean, that's one of my primary tattoos right here. Uh, But it was a weird year. It really was. Even the DCEU felt like a weird, almost like with the failures of what happened with the DCEU, WB came in and was like, no, we are changing everything.
1: Yeah, but we're not, because, like, with Shazam, we're going to use the Cavill suit, but no head. We're going to use the Batarangs and put Batman in the closing credits of the movie. So it's in, it, it's inexorably connected to the DCEU, but also it's going to feel totally different. No, no, I hey, mean, like, going to
0: restart, like, they, it's almost like 2018, WB in general didn't know what it wanted to do with the comics, and it didn't know what it wanted to do with the DCU. so right. everything's just spinning while they were like, what, the, what, the, what are we, do we, how
1: are we? No, there's, well, there's no... The, yeah, no. With a, uh, I I don't know. I I think it's just they don't they didn't have a plan. It's the problem with with every with with every like bad era of Marvel or DC. If you don't have a plan, you're you're wasting our time because when because eventually you're gonna have a plan, and the the random stuff you did leading up to the plan you formulated are not gonna coalesce because yeah. it's just a bunch of stuff you did. So you're going to piss off people who loved the stuff you did, because like Stan says, every comic is somebody's first. Yep. And the fact is, like, as you bring in audiences from these random decisions you've made, and then you have a plan, you're going to piss off somebody, either old fans, new fans, the, the you know, whatever. You're going to piss off somebody, but also you don't want to, like, but they're afraid to do it. Like, they're afraid to piss off people, but they're also not afraid to piss off people. So they're doing anything yeah. and, and it still reeks of no plan, you know, teasing your next initiative in the book you deliberately marginalized that was going to springboard into the previous next initiative is not a plan. <laughs> like saying having having five having 5G referenced in Doomsday Clock is not a plan. Like I need to see. No, I want like, that
0: Marvel vs. DC one they referenced, or 2020, gosh, or 2020. I
1: want Secret Crisis, big time. <laughs> like, I, and and honestly, like I don't know. Well, Marvel and DC, they they need to get their act together. And I'll pro- I promise you this: studio interference is not the solution. So much as I think, uh, you know. But but a lot of good came out in twenty nineteen, but there were also a lot of like missteps that revealed a larger problem. Yeah. For, like, And that's like, people think that I'm like cynical and I hate comics and stuff like that. And it's like, no, you're no. just cynical. You love comics. Well, I, I've been <laughs> here for a while and I've been seeing the same stuff happen and the same names keep coming up that are attached to the things that keep happening. And so eventually it's like, no, I can't be blamed for not buying something that is being sold to me as something else from the same person who sold me the last six times you did that. Like, and, and, and if I'm talking about it out loud, it's like, I get like you just jumped on board and you think it's awesome, but don't be surprised if they pull the rug out from under you six months from now. Yeah, And it's like, until I see a change in the guard or, like, or, or, or somebody actually saying out loud, we screwed it up. Here's the steps we're taking to make it better. Every company works that way. Literally every company. When you screw up, you have to go to a board of shareholders and go, I screwed up. Here's what we're going to do. Except for comic books. <laughs> yeah.
0: And we're all love guessing uh, what's going to happen.
1: And that's the thing. Like It does not help to, to keep us in the dark about managerial issues. Because... Then all you get are videos of people saying what's real, what's what's happening, and they don't really know. So you know, you, you just you're just proliferating misinformation as a result. Yeah.
0: But anyway, uh, all right. I, let's let's but, shift focus But I do want here. them to be better. Yeah. Let's uh, yeah. just look at their movies real quick. I liked Shazam. I really I liked dig. Joker.
1: Uh, yeah, Joker and Shazam were great.
0: So we had a good year of DC movies, though they they only barely threw. Two out. I think the big test of DC is going to be Wonder Woman 1984, and it's going to be Birds of Prey. Did they learn anything or are we just back to?
1: I don't know. When were they made? You know what I mean? Like, oh, when were last they month. making those?
0: birds? Of, I, was, I was at the studio when they were filming. Yeah. You
1: were there too. I was there.
0: Yeah, when they were filming Birds of Prey. So they definitely
1: did it soon. Right. So, but the question is, did they learn their lesson by then? Because, like, I'm sure that by now they're like, oh, we know what to do. But did they know that six months ago?
0: British Shazam Shazam had already come out when they were
1: filming Birds. That's true, and Shazam was solid. Like, but what's funny is Shazam is still part of the DCEU, and it's still like it just it just fits like in between them. Um, Shazam is if you did a gritty Zack Snyder Shazam, it ain't gonna work. You know what I mean? Like, so it has to be. Shazam! Like, I mean, that's what the Black Adam movie's for, I guess, right? Because, like, they're definitely making that movie. Like, it's really happening now. Um, But with Shazam, it's like, it was, by nature of its subject matter, it had to be, like, lighthearted, fun, and kind of kid-friendly. Right. uh, Despite the monsters ripping people apart. But, you know, uh, good. That's exactly what this needs. It'd be crazy if, like, 2020, 2021 was the Period when like because I think Warner Brothers acquired Bad Robot, which means they got JJ Abrams. Uh, There are only three filmmakers I think could make a perfect Superman movie. It's it's uh Brad Bird, Steven Spielberg, and maybe JJ Abrams. No, uh, you know what?
0: Screw JJ Abrams. I'm so tired of him coming on projects, starting Mm -hmm. them, leaving, they go to shit. And lost
1: thing. Star Wars? Oh yeah, no, no. (laughs) Here's the thing, and, that, and Ethan on our channel will, will, is, is very anti-J.J. Abrams because he hates his storytelling. That's the thing, is that J.J. Abrams shouldn't write these movies. He shouldn't architect these movies. But he is a really good director, and he knows no, action. I'm perfectly fine if he architects. I think he does a great job. Stay on the goddamn project! R- well, stay there, but don't write it.
0: Like, but, n- Give me something that isn't permanently made by him. Like his yeah. weird attempt at Cloverfield becoming a big thing that he uh, well. stayed on and finished.
1: Yeah, I don't there's nothing.
0: How many projects did he start that are critically acclaimed and JJ Abrams gets all the fame for it? And then he right. hands them off.
1: Well, yeah, because right, that's well, what I mean, he does. A success. Your he's turn. like, Well, here you go. That's what I do. I'm I'm a project maker. Here you but go, Ryan the, Johnson.
0: Oh, you want to shuttle over my movie? That's cool. I'll shit all oh, over. Okay. Yours.
1: <laughs> exactly. Well, I'll go back and I'll do that too. Yeah. I I it with, but he, but like, here's the thing, like, Star Trek 2009, if, if you made a Superman movie that looked and felt like that, you got yourself a success. Like, that's a good Superman movie for me. Like, the dude knows how to make it look cool and feel fun yeah. and, and have action and, and, and you know, he, and he directs the, car- the actors well. Like, th- this is the marks of a director who knows what he's doing. I think J.J. Abrams, move, like, running Superman or, or, or being like, this is where DC needs to go and being like and I know that Warner's wants to have like directors with their own visions and stuff but like this is where it's going to go and here's the direction it's going to go in now go make that happen that's fine especially if there's no mystery boxes <laughs> wait was there a mystery box in
0: Star Wars 7
1: Oh, Ray. Oh, I think yeah. Ray was the mystery box. Everything. <laughs> Ray, the lightsaber, Snoke, uh, Finn. Who's Finn? I see your eyes. What's going on? Maz Kanata. What's her deal? Um, you know, yeah, everything was a mystery box in in, in seven.
0: Everything. And then, and then in, in eight, they were like, and none of it's legit.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's all bullshit because like at the end of the day, yeah, it is because Abrams didn't know and he didn't give you an answer. And that's why he needed to stay. The, the the he didn't he you don't set it up and then go like I don't know you figure it out like that's no, what he did tell, on Lost. He did that that's the on same, Lost, Sal. Yeah, that's the same problem. Don't do that. That's why Lost sucks because like See, it starts one out and really two awesome. Where
0: he was there, it was great. Then he left, and he's like, "Here's the answers," and they're like, "Uh, what?" I don't.
1: <laughs> at, well, at least he told them the answers. Like with with Star Wars, it's like tell them who's raised parents. Tell them. Like tell tell whoever's making the next one who it is. Tell them why Finn matters. Tell them who the like you know what I mean? Like tell them all these things so at least they can execute the vision you had. Right. But you just you just setting things up and leaving them there like the, the other thing is with Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Flash, there ain't no mystery boxes. Who killed Batman's parents? Joe Chill or nobody. It was nobody? the Flash. Right. But, yeah, Reverse <laughs> Flash. Like uh, <laughs> But like nobody, Superman, who killed Krypton? Nobody. It blew the f up. The end. No <laughs> are, No secrets. No, it's no hidden council. Yeah. No. No, they didn't. That's <laughs> that's dumb. You don't. No one's no one's going into the Bible and going like, whoa, 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 whoa. So like Moses went down the river, but like where would he come from though? Like no, there's no. We're not gonna retcon in all this. Moses we're not is add a mystery shit. box. <laughs> yeah. There's no mystery boxes for. For, for for archetypal characters that go on adventures that are supposed to be allegorical for our own struggles. Yes. Just just have Superman be Superman. That's all I want. Batman, fight the Joker. Maybe solve a crime. <laughs> I'm not asking you. Did you for see
0: much. the leaks about Robert Pattinson? He looks like zero-year Batman?
1: He does. Well he's on a motorcycle. You Which know, it's is like, as okay. close as we're gonna get. <laughs> uh, I, I, my assumption is it'll be like, you know, he's like, he, he's coming back from uh, from training or something. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I'm in. I mean, like, yeah. you know, I like the director. I like the, the actor. I like the idea. A slew of characters and villains and stuff. You know, it, it's, maybe what they don't need is J.J. Abrams and Bad Robot. Maybe what they need is just to keep doing whatever they're doing. Because yeah. like right now, uh, unless Birds of Prey sucks, in which case, like, oops.
0: <laughs> I Here's my prediction on Birds of Prey. It's not yeah. going to be horrendous, but it's not going to be get, taking gangbusters. No. It looks like it has a, it's the same problem with Suicide Squad, an image confusion situation. It right. looks like Margot Robbie wanted to do one movie, but she they're like, well, you still got to be Harley Quinn. And they're kind of trying to find a way to kind of get a middle ground.
1: Yeah. I heard from a test screening from a while ago uh, that Wonder Woman is a total mess. Is so- it? That, that's the rumor that I heard. and by the way, it's like a reddit rumor, so don't get too excited. But like I heard it's a disaster. like it but it could, but that movie was supposed to come out like a year ago. so you know, I, I think that it could have been it, the trailers solid, the premise is fine. you know, if it's Wonder Woman has to salt has to save somebody and there's no bullshit, you know, I think Kristen Wiig being Cheetah is a really bad idea, but you know, otherwise, we'll see like if birds of prey and wonder woman are total crap dc's gonna have a hard time
0: yeah no the like, first wonder woman got oh from rumors yes from rumors the first woman was a disaster as far as i know the only complaints only major complaints i've ever seen about the the first wonder Woman movie is just the why did you go with the cgi fight at the end like that, that's the only major complaints i've ever really seen about the original wonder woman movie
1: yeah no well my only yes the third act sucks but all right, let's move on. We're way over time and we're not stopping now.
0: Cause we are no. absolute comics and I'm not in a rush to go anywhere. Neither are you. So <laughs> by the way, where, right. are you, what room
1: are you in? Did you find a closet I'm in your studio? This is the main room. Uh, I'm moving things around. Oh, <laughs> I, I'm setting up sets and stuff. Uh, the other thing was I have a, I have a dedicated streaming area, but it has a new green screen and I don't know if Dylan can handle that. So uh, okay. I have to talk, but I didn't want to spring it on him. Like, Oh, by the way, you have to green screen out me. Like, you have to put a green screen in. Like, so I figured I'd just wait. Okay, okay. Um, so here's so everything.
0: I don't think there's much for us to say because I'm pretty sure both of us had tons on our private channels and everything else. Uh, Endgame and Spider Man were amazing, right? Uh, we can kind of agree. I loved
1: both those movies. Yeah. Uh, you know, I hated the ending of Far From Home. I mean, uh, yeah, from Far From Home. Like, I was, I was like really upset. <laughs> oh, him being outed? <laughs> yeah. Why? Because really they're upset. gonna they're gonna use the devil to get rid of it all. Yeah, right. Like <laughs> there's nothing to get rid of. There's no foundation yet. Like, for me, I was like, you just removed one of like the three most fundamental aspects of Spider-Man's character. Like, part of the tension of Spider-Man is people finding out who he is. Yeah. You just ruined it. Now and you did it because it's never been done before. I, I don't care about that. That doesn't mean it's a good story. Right. That being said. Because it was also like, it was, man, you should have seen Tiffany look at me because I was like, she had a great time because she was like, what? Because like, J. Jonah Jameson. I'm like, yes, it's J.K. Simmons. It's And then it's like, he's outed. I'm like, you just ruined it. You ruined everything. Yeah. Like everything. And uh, I, I don't know like what they're going to do now. It could be the whole thing. Uh, I don't want to speculate. I do want to know what their plan is. If they have a plan. But the more I've seen it, the more I'm like, okay, you know what? Like, I still have the comics. I still have everything else. Like, I, whatever. Like, do whatever you're going to do, movie. You right. know what? I had a great time watching it, so I'm not going to, like, argue. But I also think that a a, a a identityless Spider-Man is not interesting. So if you're going to make the third movie where it's like, no, from now on, Spider-Man's identity is out, the end. You've ruined Spider-Man.
0: I mean it just could be the plot we're gonna roll with but i mean moving out of the comic events of marvel i i am gonna say i consider marvel the clear winner this year
1: tit for tat looking at the events marvel hands down
0: yeah the the general books i feel have not have been very weird like they're trying to find their footing on a lot of the general overall plots um i yep. we will talk about x-men in a minute because i have things to say um oh, good. Good. <laughs> i've read a lot of them over this vacation <laughs> yeah uh, There were Uh, lots to read. You know what? Fuck it. What is wrong with Jonathan Hickman? It's so bad. It's so so terrible. Oh my God. Oh my God, what is wrong with him in X-Men? Like, is he literally just like, I want Islands to have sex and I want Scott to be sleeping with everyone. And I want yeah. Wolverine to not even matter. And I want to reset X-23 and I don't want any of this to make any sense. And there's no overarching plot and the old lady is going to show up and be a felon, And I don't know what's going on with Magneto and none of this makes any sense. What is wrong with him? You literally, you, you. The X Men were at their lowest. They were at the bottom, and he was like in the floor. How bad can I make it? And everyone's praising him because he can just write his ass off. What the fuck? Like, what is wrong with you? He. It's literally just talking in circles and nothing is happening. Why is everyone praising this? I've read X-Men, X-Force. I've read Fallen Angels. I've read New Mutants. And other than some fun little moments, what is even happening?
1: Okay. Uh, I mean, so. he's world building right now. He's setting up the the status quo for what is he setting is-
0: up? The islands are fucking...
1: Yeah, now they're a big island. Well, like the other, like the island is connected to Apocalypse. Apocalypse used to run the other island. It's getting more sinister. Like, what? The he's, why? He's he's well. The thing is, you won't know for another like two years. Like, it's, <laughs> this, it's the same thing with the, with the Avengers. I mean, like I really didn't like Hickman's Avengers or New Avengers. I really didn't like it, and I I was like, this sucks. But it all coalesced, and I love Secret Wars. It's amazing. It doesn't undo how I feel about those runs because I'm like. I don't care about Ex-Nelio, I, I don't care about Thanos, I don't care about any of this, but it turns out neither does Hickman, because he did the whole, he sets up Thanos the whole time and then also that Doom can just reach into Thanos and pull out a skeleton. Like, he literally makes Thanos so important just so he could die and look like a bitch compared to Doctor Doom. Dude, and it's like, <laughs> you know what, I agree. Like, I, I, I agree with you that like it's, it seems like it's spinning in circles, <laughs>
0: Just the laughing know. at Flashable says, can we get that review in the back of the issues? The islands yeah. are fucking!
1: <laughs> they are fucking! I mean, like, the fact is, the islands, that that's a thing I've been setting up the entire time. Okay. It, it's in a super sexually charged series. Let me ask you this, Why? being, like, undertones. Okay,
0: X-Men was not in a
1: good place before this. They were in no. a terrible place, though. Yeah. Okay? It was, My- well, I here's the thing. Here's the difference. I wasn't reading it but I am now, so I guess it's doing better than it was before. Because they made a big stink about
0: finally swapping it over because they wanted to abandon the X-Men. That's pretty much what was going yeah. on. The X-Men were doing okay. Avengers vs. X-Men put them in a bad position. Bendis I hated that, the all-new yeah. X-Men. That started up great, and then that went out the window. And, yep. they, and it was very clear that there was no budget to do any good X-Men books. And it was very clear that they didn't fully know what they wanted to do. Was but it a
1: budget? I think it was more like, editorially, they were like, well, don't make it matter. Like, you can do whatever you want as long as it doesn't matter. It can't affect anything. Right. It, yes. And that's
0: the worst part about it, it can't affect right. anything but overall in general the x-men weren't having terrible runs we just needed something big to happen and it yeah. didn't help that they killed wolverine and you had cyclops no. dead like
1: yeah all the no, writers was, are trying to yeah. make
0: amends for having wolverine and cyclops and all the important members of the x-men gone they're always trying to yep. run with the stupid idea that the x-men matter because there's a hundred of them when the, you know what the goddamn fact is the x-men don't freaking matter the 500 billion x-men don't goddamn matter you know who freaking matters it's wolverine it's cyclops it's gene gray it's emma frost that's the
1: Freaking X-Men! Jean Grey doesn't really matter either. No, but like, you She know hasn't what I'm done saying. anything in this book, and she hasn't done anything in 20 years. You like,
0: can't just throw random things in there and be like, it's an X-Man! No! You barely make me give a shit about magic! Why are you throwing in Cypher? Like, what the fuck?
1: <laughs> cypher, well, because they all provide a crucial role. Like, each of them does something important in this new status quo and what's funny is it's all part of this like perpetual motion machine if you pull i love it like they're like we've conquered mortality all we need to do is make sure that these five x-men don't die i know and literally they always die so like and then they kill xavier and it's like what are we gonna do and i'm like you just spent you just spent 17 issues talking about how it doesn't matter why are we all so upset What blows my
0: mind about this in general is Marvel knows what will sell the X-Men. Just make the goddamn X-Men book that has the X-Men that are important. Make them be incorporated into the Marvel Universe. Just put them in the next event. Like every time that there's an event, just make sure they're in it. Like that's all. If you want to have two or three X-Men books with different varying teams, fine. But there are core X-Men, I'd say probably about 10 of them that will sell your books. Put them in the freaking books. Right. Like, okay, Wolverine, Cyclops. Jean Grey, Emma Frost. I'm yep. talking booksellers. I don't even need it. Okay, Nightcrawler will sell a book. Uh, yep. Quicksilver will sell a book. Scarlet Witch, even though you can count or discount them, they're not—they're
1: not, not mutants anymore.
0: Whatever, they'll still sell a book, and you can easily come back and go, "Oh, you know that Scarlet weird- Witch
1: got canceled. Like it, it had a book, but it got canceled. Quicksilver too, got canceled. Like not all the X actual- Gambit won't sell. No, I'm saying put Rogue them to three teams. Sell. Storm two- doesn't sell.
0: But I'm saying you put them in two to three teams. So they yeah. don't—they don't sell separately, and we've proven that. Stop trying to make them sell separately. Put in two to three teams of like the lackluster ones with the good ones. Put Rogue on a team with Quicksilver. Oh, you did that and it worked. Uh, and yeah. you, put, you put Deadpool on it and I was excited. Like, what is wrong with you? I don't yeah. understand. And then um, and then like everything in the X-Men just went to shit and then we had X-Men Red and that was doing okay. And we had Uncanny with Matthew Rosenbaum and that was doing okay. But they weren't mm-hmm. allowed to affect shit for 20 goddamn issues because yep. Hickman's coming. Hickman's coming. Hickman's oh, going to they would do everything it. they wanted. Like, they, well, they, no, it's more like do anything you want because it doesn't matter. Well, yeah, so why would you do anything? And they did Age of X-Men, which started cool, and then was like, what, why did you do spinoff books? This is garbage. Like, yeah.
1: No, you, I agree. I mean, like, listen, the X-Men is a complicated beast, and if you... You can really screw it up. what I just most- don't understand, Sal why these
0: X-Men books are getting so much critical acclaim when after reading a bunch of them, it's a lot of people talking in goddamn circles. It's a lot of nothing happening, but Island's having sex. And it's a lot of bullshit that Jonathan Hickman wants to do. And at the end of the day, it doesn't seem to be affecting any of the Marvel universe because he's doing
1: an X-Men thing. I think that it's, I think it's because people are more willing to give it a pass because of the success of, of his Avengers run and his Fantastic Four run. So everyone's
0: like, just kind of waiting for where it's going to go.
1: Yeah. Uh, that being said, the things that are happening, like arguably that issue where the where the golden girls show up and fight the X-Men, like that's kind of fun. Like it's a fun little story. He's he's basically going like here, here here's the here's the new status quo. Here's the, here here's how everyone is. Everyone's back. So like there's literally no one off the table. We could do anything with every, any any right. X-Men at all. Now here's the world I've created, and they're, and they're playing in it. Like new new mutants. Uh, I love that book because it's the least X Men book in the entire run. It's just that it's just a handful of fun characters out in space doing fun space stuff. I mean, right? I, I like, will admit this: the individual issues are fun. Yeah, that's, and are. that's what he's counting on. That's the thing that people are enjoying is the in, each issue is like its own thing and it's kind of fun. But they that's it's just also that
0: all, I think what irritates me is how much praise this whole run has been getting. Well, they, well like to me, I mean, most like, of these books are very like. They're mediocre. I'll read right, them. Well, They're having fun adventures of Cyclops and his kids. That was cool. You know, well, here's I, the thing. What do you like? Did I liked it, seeing the space adventures. I liked the, going.
1: Go ahead. The smart thing that he did is that this is how it would feel if you've been reading X Men for six years. Like, oh, you know, every once in a while I'll pick up a book like Fallen Angels or or X-Force. Like X-Force is my book. I'm not saying it is, but like, you know, it's like if, if you're talking about just random if you're polling readers, like, oh, X-Force is my book. I like the the more like hardcore aspect aspect of it, blah, blah, blah. I like X-Men for me. That's my that's my book. But like they're all just individual little stories. These are the, the this is the world that he created that really like you, that normally takes about three, four years to build, and he did it in 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 six issues per title. Like he did it in Hawks and Pops. Okay. So he's like, "This is the world. Get comfortable, because I'm about to flip a table over."
0: You know, I like, give you individually on that, and I'm I. And that's the thing you can't. I argue know I like just yelled out bad. that they're bad, and I I, I will I will, is, tra- I will take that back. They're not fallen angels bad. is pretty bad. Fallen angels is bad. They're it's not bad. bad. They're not terrible. I just don't understand the hype that's attached to them.
1: Right. Well, and the hype I think is all thanks to the hype from Hawks and Pox. The Hawks and Pock stuff not only uprooted the, the Moira McTaggart character and changed everything there, but it also implied like all this crazy shit. Like you're, you're all over the place. You're in the future. You're in the past. You're in the present. You're in multiple lives. Yeah. You're not even sure what life you're in at this point. You're, you're not even sure the whole thing's going to get undone. I think, and so, I think it's the as hype a result that of killed that, it for me. Because you and I, because I, mean, I was
0: notoriously, first off, I'm not a huge X-Men fan to begin with. I don't gonna, mind Jonathan yeah. Hickman, I, but I, yeah. I do think he runs things a little bit long. And I think part of the problem that I had with it, as much fun as I had with the individual issues, I was waiting for something epic and crazy. And right. it's, it's getting so much hype. And when I jumped in and read them all up, they each had three to four issues. Yeah. So I get through all of these and I'm like, what is even happening? This is all individuals. They don't really do things. I don't know yeah. what's going on. Everyone really hyped this up to be the greatest thing ever. And it's just mediocre X Men books, and that. Yes. And I think that's my problem with it, because like I didn't even want to go into that rant. That wasn't planned, guys. I wasn't sitting here like, oh, I can't wait to blow up. I literally yeah. just wanted to come into here and be like, Sal, for 2019, the X Men. What is your opinions? I've caught up on the books. I think they're okay, and it just turned right. into me being like, why are you enjoying this?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it's just because. There's not a lot of baggage. Like, they, you know, the, the baggage is just built from Hawks and Pox. It's like they did a fresh reboot of the X-Men, but they also didn't throw away any of the continuity. So it's like, if you love X-Men, you know about all the continuity and everything there, and it's all preserved. Right. But also, if you've never read X-Men, you can jump in right now and you don't have to read... You don't need anything. Okay. And so as a result, like, there's nothing epic happening yet because A, it's coming. B... We already did that Hawks and Pox thing. We need, a, we need a minute, like, just to kind of, like, cool our jets and build an audience. Because the fact is, there was really no way to test the amount of X-Men fans at Marvel at that time because people fell off the book. The, the people who were reading them were like, you know what I mean? Like, there's no way to actually pull a real accurate, like, audience of, like, how many X-Men fans are there reading Marvel right now? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because we don't know. Because Marvel was screwing them over constantly. Right. But now we're like, here's a baseline. Now we and we've got like six or di- we got six or seven different titles that each scratch a different itch for the expected slash supposed X Men audience member, and as a result, we can then literally say in a six to twelve issue run of this title. X amount of people, no pun intended, bought this book, <laughs> and so we can assume that these care that the, this audience is here for this book, and it could also help us to like dial back or dial f- up the amount of uh, story. Like, do we do we have time to delay it or keep or extend it? Does Marvel is Marvel expecting a bad quarter, and so we need the big reveal, big bomb to happen late, like earlier or later? And we can we can figure that out based on the data we've pulled from these titles. And it doesn't hurt that the titles themselves are not bad. Like yeah. they're not they're not blowing the doors off because we just blew the doors off. Now we're living in the room we just blew the doors off on. And we're still that's, building stuff.
0: Maybe that would maybe that's what my core issue is. It's just I was expecting
1: yeah. more. No, I agree. With and, all and, and, the
0: hype attached to this, I was expecting something epic to be going on. When at the end of the day, they're all solo stories. They're all individuals. X-Men's
1: just one-offs the whole way through. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, X-Men's just like, here's something. Here's something yeah, else. Yeah, that's like,
0: what I mean. Like and, and like I said, maybe that's my issue. Maybe maybe the I just got too hyped up for it. I think oh that's exactly God. what it It's was. amazing. They it's over, amazing. Oh, was yeah, it was
1: oversold.
0: It was oversold to me. Yeah, and maybe that's yeah. it. Because like, I didn't come in here ready to do a rant. I just, I've been... I wrapped up reading the last of them yesterday because I was having an argument with uh, Thani in our chat over here about the X-Men. Yeah. And I, it almost a very similar argument of like, I don't understand why people are liking this because I've been reading all these books. And then I finished them up yesterday, and I'm like, nothing has happened. Nothing has right. happened.
1: Well, and it's and the fact is like, I found Fantastic Four surprisingly dull when I first started reading it. And it's only been when they really started to get going that I was like, oh, like my patience was was rewarded. Yeah. And only and, and the fact is most comics can't be written that way.
0: Well, and I will admit to this, I as much as I have enjoyed Jonathan Hickman's running before, I've never jumped in at the beginning. Right. A lot and of that's times a lot of times I've jumped in at issue 12, 13, and it's already rolling and we're already going, and I'm like,
1: Oh, what's gonna happen? Well, plus you can talk to like anybody in the periphery or in the audience and you're like, Well, what's going on? They're like, well, let me tell you. And they, they can they can literally save you forty six dollars by telling you like the three things that happened in a sixteen issue run. Yeah. You know, so it's like, oh, that's, I get it now, that's cool, like, that works. So, I think that your, 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 your confusion slash dissatisfaction with the current run of X-Men is both warranted and premature, because it's still getting there, and, and I only know this because of he, what he's done before. And the promise of Hickman, Marvel wasn't going to hire Hickman to revamp the X-Men, only for it to peter out into, well, I guess I'll just let Benjamin Purse write everything. Like, yep. he's not just going to J.J. Abrams this up and pass it off to somebody else. Like, <laughs> is that a thing
0: now, J.J. Abrams it up?
1: I think so, because, like, that's what he does. I'm going to build this big thing, get a lot of people excited, and then just toss the ball to someone who's not paying attention. Like, that's what that, that's what Abrams does. That ain't what Hickman does. Hickman stays right. until the end. And even that, like, listen, Infinity was an event within that shit. Like, he had an event. He could literally drop an X-Men event that is, like, I don't know, Fall of the Mutants or, uh, or, uh, I'm trying to think of a specific one, but I, I can't remember the name of it. It's the one where they all die. <laughs> but, like, you know, you got, he could drop a big-ass X-Men event in the middle of this and still have it not be nearly as amazing or or crazy or off the wall as the thing he's gonna crescendo into. Right. The whole the whole trick is, and I think what the other thing he's gotta be careful about is Secret Wars. Holy crap, right? It blew the roof off, but then Marvel didn't know what to do after that.
0: Yeah. Well
1: they I guarantee you just have a plot.
0: Right uh, real quick, Pector the Inspector in our Twitch chat, which you can join us at twitch.tv/slash comic story in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern uh, yep. was like, I think he feels the same way about Green Lantern. I want to clarify quick. I've abandoned Green Lantern by Grant Morrison.
1: Oh, Grant Morrison did not earn my
0: like, no, he earned no. enough that I was at least curious when he went over to Dark Stars. I'm like, mm, I'm done. I yep. know because they're like, yeah, he's going to Dark Stars and then we're going back to Green Lantern. And I'm like, I'm done. right. I, I'm waiting for the next writer. <laughs>
1: yep. No. A- and <laughs> as well, you should, because no, Um it, well because Hickman or because Morrison doesn't have the plan that Hickman does. Like Hickman's there for the long haul. Morrison just likes writing comics sometimes. No, and and I think overall
0: Morrison's run just to bring it back to DC for a second wasn't terrible. Yeah. But I tried to get on board because I'm an ad- advocate for like your favorite run is over and that's the end of it. It's a new show, new. It's a new writer, a new run. I had that argument with Gwenpool Strikes Back versus the ir- unbelievable Gwenpool. Like, yep. look, some of you guys don't like what they're doing with Gwenpool, but it's a new writer, it's a new direction, new what they're doing. I yeah. tried getting into it. I just don't. I, I, you know what I want? I want my Green Lanterns to be stuck in a giant space opera of t- so many forces going against each other and things like that. that's what I want. I don't care right. if it's Robert Videtti. I don't care if it's Grant, uh, not Grant, if it's Jeff Johns. Jeff Johns. Grant Morrison does it. I don't want to see Hal Jordan the space
1: cop. I don't care. No, I don't want that. It's not the no. story I want. But that's all he wanted. And that's yeah. the thing it's like and that's that's indicative of the problem at DC. Is if you want to comp- you could actually pretty much compare like Grant Morrison is an architect and a big wig and a and a, and a, and a name at the big two publishers yeah. where it's like Grant Morrison shows up, he's going to have a a a, a a built-in audience come in and buy that book. And he has the universe of Green Lantern, which is expansive and like well-populated. Hickman did the same thing with X-Men. It's, it's this built-in audience, he's got a name, blah, blah, blah. You got these two forces. Hickman has a plan, Morrison has an agenda. Like Morrison's like, I wanna write Green Lantern. And I haven't literally read Green Lantern in 30 years. <laughs> so like and, and that and you know, and he's he unapologetic like about it. it. I mean,
0: he could just be like, I want to do classic Green Lantern. And I'm I mean, that's what Bendis is doing as Superman, and you even said
1: yourself you like
0: classic Superman.
1: So right. well well but, but I don't like what he's done with Superman as a result. Like right. he gets the voice, but he doesn't get the world that we've that we've inherited. Um but yeah, no, but it like DC is like, well, just whatever you want to do, Grant Morrison, as long as we get the shekels, I don't care. And Marvel's like, well, it's worked before. Let Hickman do his thing right. and give him enough of spotlights so that people are there to buy it.
0: Well, I mean, they did the same thing with Grant Morrison. It was listed everywhere that he was doing it with Liam Sharp. I know. And it was good. I it, It's not terrible. It's just I, at the end of the day, I decided it's not the Green Lantern I want.
1: Yeah, and that's no, it. It's I like, agree.
0: I don't think at the end of the day, I was all I was kind of angry about it, and then I kind of got on board at the Green Lantern run, um, and I liked yeah. it. But at the end of the twelve, I'm like, it's not the one I want. I'm just I'm not doing Dark Stars. I'm not doing their next visit. I, nope. I it's not a bad run, but I, it's just not what I want. It's as simple as that.
1: Grant Morrison is not but, a bad writer. No, so it's not and, like well, he, luckily, he, even if you don't like it, you can't say it's bad. It's just kind of like I don't like what he's doing, right, and that's well, fair.
0: And luckily with Grant Morrison, I don't have to read that at all because no. it's not going to be in any continuity.
1: <laughs> that's the thing like well and grant morrison learned that the hard way because if you recall when grant morrison wrote final crisis he was like i'm doing final crisis I'm, I'm doing this big thing and all he asked of dc editorial was to leave the new gods alone don't do anything with the new gods i've got a plan for that and then they what do they do they literally did a story about the new gods like two months before it just just screw you i don't care and i don't know if it's because they were just don't have, don't have any respect or if they just don't remember or or pay attention but like same people were in charge back then. Yeah, you know, like, so I don't blame Morrison for doing anything he wants and not having any plan or care about DC continuity.
0: Oh, okay. Like, he obviously has a plan because he's got this whole Dark Star and then the. Well, he's vampire. got a plan
1: for well, he's got a plan for his run. But he doesn't yeah. have a plan for like the DC universe. Right. He like, doesn't care
0: about the rest of the DC universe. Okay. So back to whereas, Marvel. back to Marvel. Yeah.
1: Um, whereas Hickman does like Hickman. I think is like kind of it. He he could really pull a, like a like a slam dunk here. Where he could actually set up the status quo for the Marvel Universe through this X Men run. Yeah. And and do and accomplish what he didn't do because he was like, oh, I'm done with, I'm done. After Secret Wars, I'm done. With this, he could be like, okay, I'll actually give you a, a roadmap for what to do with Marvel after this. Like all of Marvel.
0: Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, he could but do that. I want to That'd bring cool. it back. Let's get off the next one topic. We are way over time and we're not even done. So
1: no, it's true. Yeah. Uh,
0: Marvel in general. Uh, other than, so I don't, I feel like the weakest thing in Marvel for 2019 was the individual stories. Uh, hmm. For the most part, if Donny Cates wasn't writing it, I felt like the story itself had a lot of lulls <laughs> and, and stuff. I've become a huge fan of Donny Cates. I will. And I will admit to that. I'm a biased of his oh, writing. Yeah. Um, he's he's done, good. Yeah. Um, Nick Spencer, Spider-Man great, but it had some <sighs> bad runs in the middle.
1: I, I'm off. I can't. Are you off officially? I'm off. It's boring.
0: The problem I have with it is up to Craven was great. And after Craven, it's like, I thought we were going to Kindred. What is all yeah. this? Like- <laughs>
1: yeah. No. It, when Kindred shows back up, I will read it. But I am not in it for cameos of things I want. Right. You know? Like, I don't care about your weird 2099 bullshit. I don't care about uh, Peter Parker going to school. Like, I, I don't care about any of that. Like... I I, I I was there for what he sold in the first issue but that's not what we're getting yep um so I'll come back when he when he pays that off
0: well and that's just it like I and I don't I've not from what, I haven't read a lot of Nick Spencer because he is a newer comic book writer in, in terms sure. of like the amount
1: of big things he's done but I haven't known like we've
0: literally been setting up for almost 35 issues now
1: yeah it's too much no he's and I think maybe that's what like this is the this is the era where, like, the editors are like, "Hickman, it up. Do a thing. Stretch it out. Make it a big, th- make it a big, stupid long story that pays off with one event." No, yeah. don't do that. Um, Immortal Hulk. As much as I loved it, I think around issue twenty
0: started losing me. No, huh? I mean, I liked, I I'm liked the setup, that Green Door. I liked going into Betty and discovering Harpy again and bringing back Rick, but now he's attacking the stocks of Roxxon. I'm like. <laughs> what yeah. what happened to, what the, you to the devil hulk and uh, like <laughs> yeah and the, i don't know and the body horror
1: and the monsters and yeah i i don't know <laughs> <laughs> have you been reading it uh, no but uh it's more like i've been reading it delayed like i i'm reading it volume at a time like as okay. the trades come out i'm like oh cool like and then i'm like oh there's another there's another hulk book i'll pick it up and read it but yeah I,
0: it's just, I don't know, I don't know, it, it doesn't feel it like is, it links very it's, much it's, up with the original, where the Devil Hulk was, like, undergoing like it into the well green it,
1: door. And. I will say it's consistently still good. That's the difference, is that, like, you know, Al Ewing is a great writer, and Marvel's lucky to have him. Oh, no, they are. they should be they treating him better. <laughs>
0: and I will say, up until the last two issues, I have been on board. The last mm-hmm. two issues, I'm like, I don't like where you're going with this. Like, right?
1: I, I'm, sh- I, I'm sure it'll be a lull. Like, I'm sure it's just like he'll jump right back into it. Okay. I will say, 2009, 2019 was the year that we've finally crystallized that Chip Zdarsky is a force to be reckoned with. Oh like, yeah. Chip Zdarsky is again another one that like is a lucky get for Marvel. He could, he could go the distance. Like his Daredevil is consistently excellent. His life story proved, like, his Spider-Man could yep. be perfect. Like, his his spectacular run, like, when he did that story for a little while, and then he left, he left that title because he's like, I ran out, I, d- I don't have any more story to tell. They would have liked me to stay, but I didn't have more story to, to write. Right. And I'm like, holy crap, that's, I've never heard of that.
0: It's funny because... <laughs> uh, um, Marvel lost a lot of their big names probably five or four or five years ago, and everyone was freaking out about, they're bringing a new talent, SJW focus, blah, 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 blah. And you know what ended up happening with that? We ended up with Donnie Cage. We ended up with Chip Zdarsky. We ended up with G. Willow Wilson. We ended up with uh, Kelly Thompson. Al Ewing,
1: Kelly Thompson. Al
0: Ewing. We ended up with all these people now at Marvel that were all like, "I I couldn't see Marvel without them. Like, yeah. It turned out amazing, and I'm excited about a lot of the stuff they're doing. And DC's doing the same thing, but I'm just saying, like, the, it was funny because a few years ago, Marvel was literally like, we, "We." I think we had a very similar discussion, and I think it was yeah. along the lines of like, "Who do they have?" And I think, right? I, I think, like we, like we, it was, it was very much like, they had no one left,
1: man. No. Well, <laughs> I think it's when the fact Bendis is, left, actually. Yeah. Well, and the fact is, like Marvel, because the time that when be. Bendis
0: left, they also didn't have Jonathan Hickman. No. He had left already, and so that's they, the
1: other thing. Marvel has ha, Marvel has Hickman. He might only be writing X Men books, right? But he's working at Marvel. But at the time,
0: they lost Bendis, they lost Hickman, they lost uh, someone else had just left over another yeah. argument. But they lost all their big names, right? Also, on the Hulk front, this is the first time I've cared about Hulk since Red Hulk.
1: Of course, yeah. yeah. It's uh, uh, I remember uh, I, I heard my comic book retailer was talking to Donnie Cates about him going to Marvel, and apparently, what happened was. Cates was uh, riding high from God Country and stuff, and DC offered him a very nice contract. And he said to Dedio, I'm going to Marvel because you have too many high-profile writers, and I could be a star over there. Yeah,
0: that's exactly what they did. And that's just it. I, I mean, through the rumor mill, we've heard the, that supposedly Hickman stayed for the same exact reason. Like oh, if I gotta yeah. go, if I gotta go to DC or Marvel, well, there's no one at Marvel right now. I can be the big name. Exactly.
1: I can really Bendis, make regardless waves. Regardless of liking and... or
0: disliking Bendis' Superman run, him going to DC shook up everything and left voids in places.
1: It did. It did. And it, Bendis leaving Marvel actually helped Marvel out in a big way because it forced Marvel to re- to to stop relying on the crutch of Bendis. Yeah. That being said, I don't know. Marvel should be the Yankees of comic books. And when I say that, I don't mean necessarily like I'm a big Yankees fan, but like, I'm, you know, we li- I live in Jersey. I have, uh, Ethan's from the Northeast, so obviously he's a Pats fan. And all I hear from Patriots fans is, oh, the Yankees, they suck. All, they can buy all the best players. And I'm like, uh, yeah, that's how that works. <laughs> Marvel should never want for the top tier talent. Like, and I don't understand for the life of me why there's ever a period when Marvel doesn't have the top creators. Like, Marvel should always be like, well, uh, who are the top creators? Well, just offer them more. Like, do yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Just just offer them more. And just, and just, you know, and I think it's just, you know, leadership. But Marvel should always have the the most expensive, you know, contracts, the be- the biggest creators. Yeah. I know, and I know, they I don't, and it's kind of amazing. Yeah. The
0: uh, okay, so moving on to the other stuff. Speaking of Donnie Cates, Venom, uh, 100% redeemed Venom. I've not liked yep. Venom since Agent Venom was on land and not in space. Uh, right, Agent <laughs> <laughs> Venom with Mania, Rick Remender's run, great. Agent Venom as yep. Space Agent, what were you guys? Smoking? Space
1: Knight, pass, nope. <laughs> um,
0: yeah. so that's been great, and then that led into Absolute Carnage, which was amazing. I mean, the only thing I wish is that the main book had more like. I wish the tie-ins mattered more. Like the Miles book, he's like, "I can control my symbiote," and then he shows up in Absolute Carnage. No, I can't. Ah! Please save me. <laughs>
1: yeah. No, Absolute Carnage. It, it, it was exactly what they what they sold it as. Nothing more, nothing less. Yeah. It wasn't late. Worked out perfectly. It's a it's a perfect event. Well, same no thing with War of the
0: Realms. War of the Realms was the big like Jason Aaron event finally coming to its head, and yeah. that was amazing. And it tied it was. lightly into Absolute Carnage, linking all this together for once.
1: Yeah, no, it's true.
0: <laughs> well, it did, because you had Nolly of the Sword, he used Venom, you know.
1: I know. No, it's cool. Like, it was actually really smart. The War of the Realms was a fun read. I didn't read the tie-ins, but I did en- I did enjoy the main book. Some of the tie-ins um,
0: are good. My only complaint with War of the Realms tie-ins were they were very much like Nick Spencer's Secret Empire tie-ins. Some were very important to the main plot.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> um, um, what other big yeah.
0: events happened over at Marvel this year?
1: Uh, they had... Uh... <sighs> because we had that annihilation month off absolute carnage it was like whoa apparently secret warps happened during that time stupid
0: (laughs) (laughs) i I will say secret warps does have its fan i know the guys in the office like it um yeah so it does have its fans i think i think it's just us old hats who are like no amalgam bring back amalgam
1: right (laughs) no go across the street or across the country now and make friends no one wants Moon Knight Spider-Man. I don't care about that. I think that's stupid. <clears throat> the whole point, the reason why Amalgam's fun is because it's characters you don't see crap together. <laughs> well, like Arachnite was like, this is just Spider-Man with a cloak. <laughs> this is Spider-Man with an attitude. I've seen that before.
0: <laughs> um it's dumb. I can't think of anything else. was a thing that that, they,
1: that like came and went. That whole 2099 like Spencer thing. Is it over? I think it is. I think it was like Alpha and Omega and that's it. it. It was a total dud. Like they tried to bring back all those
0: 2099 characters, but it made no sense because half of them are like, how is this guy a 2099 character? <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. The only thing that was great, and you, I know you know this, Conan 2099. Yeah, that was a good book. That was a really good Perfect. That, that's Perfect. Okay, you know what I will say? Marvel's Star
0: Wars run? Has been incredible for the most part. There's been a few yeah. duds in there, but for the most part, what they've been doing with Star Wars, great. I love yeah. Doctor Afra. I love right. the actual Star Wars book. I, I it's got up and downs, but overall, I'm enjoying it. This yeah, been, it's been huh. consistent. It's been consistent. The Darth Vader books have been great, but also, right. and I never saw this coming, them grabbing the rights to Conan and then doing a whole Conan thing. Yeah, multiple no. books, multiple characters, multiple events, and then putting them on the Avengers. I did not yeah. see that coming, and I am no. loving it.
1: Yeah, no, Aaron's Conan is one of the top books of 2019. Oh, yes! It's consistently great, but Duggan's run on Savage Sword of Conan was excellent. Uh, but did uh, you ever, if I said three years from now, you're going to be ranting and raving about Conan books. I would not have expected that. <laughs> but it's great, and and it doesn't feel like Marvel's screwing it up. Like, it no. doesn't feel like Marvel is wasting people's time with Conan and being like, oh, it's neutered Conan. No, it's legit Conan. They even brought, like, Roger Stern back to do a Conan story. Yeah. Like, there's some real cool stuff there. No, I'm really enjoying the Conan run. Um, and I also
0: am really enjoying what they're doing with Star Wars. And I also feel like Star Wars and Conan, it's almost like like this is where we would like the Marvel Universe to be. In continuity, working together. Right. But the Yeah. Point, I no, like. They just have too much going on at Marvel. They're like, ah. Uh. It's,
1: just, it's just too bloated. They need to. Well, yeah. and, and that's the thing. Marvel's got to scale back their titles by, yeah. like, Half. Half. <laughs> start with half start see with if half. there's a demand
0: oh, I mean didn't DC each um, other for a while then they just kept adding titles to the roster
1: yeah that's true um, really quick shout uh, Silver Surfer Black was excellent I still haven't read it but you keep talking about it yeah it's just it's just excellent it's just it's a beautiful little love letter that it's like it's like Donny Cates's eulogy for Stan Lee that's what it is
0: okay uh, let's so we can kind of wind down today's episode um, let's talk about real fast any indie books you're excited about
1: uh, there are two excellent indie books that are coming out on a consistent basis. Not including the Hill House stuff, which is also really cool. Still uh, gonna read
0: that, but I hear
1: it's good. I hear so too. Uh, I haven't read any of it, but like Basketball Heads seems really cool. Basketball yeah. Heads is like a big Stephen King homage, which of course, yeah. Um, Once in Future from uh, uh, God, what's his name? Um, well, Once in Future from Boom Studios, uh, is Really cool. <laughs> I don't know what he said. Really cool. I like the way you say that. It's just it's the the art I think it's by Dan Mora. Uh, Kieran Gillen. Kieran Gillen does Once in Future. Uh, Kieran Gillen, Dan Mora, it's just cool. It's just a cool story. And uh Tynan the Fourth's Something Is Killing the Children is also excellent. Those are the two best, and oddly enough, like they're the most image books I've ever seen from Boom Studios. Right. So uh, counter to that
0: to, to follow up with the best statement uh, I do like Something is Killing the Children I li- I was a little off on it at first but after issue two or three I was like ah oh, this is cool I like when the when the <coughs> doll talks
1: oh the, the do- uh, I- yeah
0: when you see this- that, there's more to it than just she's kind of weird you know I was like right, right. Um, I liked that one um I want to say unnatural because I was talking about it for a while, but at the end, mm. once they revealed the mystery, I didn't find it interesting. That was the biggest problem oh. I had with that one. That was the one with the girl who does the beautiful artwork, but it was all like, I guess I don't know if they're technically furries or not, but like the half animal oh. anthropomorphic a- animal characters. Oh yeah. yeah,
1: I know what you're talking about. It's yeah.
0: beautiful artwork in it. And the mystery was cool. But once it was revealed, they kind of fell off of that. Cause like the-, the mystery wasn't interesting once it was out there. Oh um, no, it needs to end then. <laughs> yeah. Um, Power Rangers, I want to say, has been con- consistently awesome. I've heard that too.
1: I haven't read it, but I hear it's great.
0: it uh, now it's so far in. I think I honestly feel like they just need to restart it with a new number one because it's just so far along. It's like ah. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but fair. definitely been reading that one. Um, I'm trying to think of any others that I, I kind of look forward to.
1: Yeah. No, nah, not really. I think those are my best I know, ones right now. I know Tiffany. Tiffany loves Something's Killing the Children, Once in the Future, and Die. She loves Die.
0: Die. I've heard a lot about. I do. I've heard of that. I haven't read it. Oh, Oblivion um, Song. The new Robert Kirkman oh yeah. thing. That wrapped up its first major arc, was awesome, and they kicked off
1: the next one. And I'm like, I'm on board Great. still. Um apparently it's getting a movie, too. That makes sense. They're all making it they're all getting a movie. Yeah. Um really quick shout. This is an indie book, but it's just beautiful. Uh, Batman Universe was a perfect Batman book. Batman
0: Universe?
1: Yep the the Bendis Darrington book oh yeah yeah
0: yeah! I did I really liked that um I also like just so great <laughs> I, I loved I loved their answers to the White Lantern ring I, I want him to go more into it give Bendis yeah. the Green Lanterns and Batman just
1: give him them <laughs> that's what he was good at like he but Batman universe great yeah it wouldn't be as great without Darrington which is why it's so great um I want a Batman Daredevil crossover written by Bendis with art by Nick Darrington, <laughs> because because Darrington is so great. There's this beautiful sequence. I think it's in issue five or four where Batman and Nightwing infiltrate this like this this lair.
0: Five is this, Nightwing.
1: That's five man. There's this. It, it shows how Batman and Nightwing enter a situation and take down the the henchmen in like this real time double page sequence. Yeah. It's just great.
0: That's what I mean. Like, like he gets Batman. That's why I don't understand why he's not just doing Batman.
1: Uh, because he just doesn't want to. It's one of those things where it's like, y- y- you know, uh, well, I'm gonna retire from basketball and I'm gonna play freaking baseball. Well, you're bad at it. <laughs> or golf. Go back to base. To go back to basketball. That's what we're all here for. It's okay to be good at basketball. <laughs> we don't want you to tell to, to write Superman. Write a story about a gritty person who hates himself. <laughs> That's what we're here for, Bendis. A gritty.
0: Do at least do it to Batman. I mean, Superman. I Superman. It worked out a man to steal the movie. You loved that.
1: Oh, yeah, I love Man of Steel. <laughs> definitive, right. a, definitive story.
0: Uh, let's bring this episode to an end because we are way over time. But, hey, we, we always are. We are. We we're the back. show. Yeah. yeah. We're back. We had a lot to say. Maybe next week we'll have a whole episode of Superman. <laughs> if, we, if we have no topics, there will be a whole episode on Superman and Gilmore Girls. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah, the new Buffy. The new buffy has been amazing, too. I fell off after issue five, but not, but not because I didn't want to read it. I just forgot it was coming out. <laughs> That's fair.
1: I didn't even know it was coming out. So oh. you got me
0: there. <laughs> Do you like Buffy the Vampire Slayer? No. Oh. So anyway, thank you guys for watching Absolute Comics. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: I, uh, I Don't forget, sorry. if you want to support the show, check out either one of our Patreons. Sub to the Twitch right here. I saw uh, an individual, and I can't see their name anymore, uh, but they said that they went over to the Patreon and subbed over there for the first time, and I really appreciate that, and I cannot find nice. it. Now, there it is. Uh, hey, it's the Nathan89. Thank you so much for that um but either way thank you for all your guys support your love uh if you want to see more of the show please consider going to our sponsor g fuel 10 percent off i do have my g fuel here uh i I drank coke zero in honor of sal and i don't like it so threw it away (laughs) (laughs) um and don't forget guys Patreons, twitch all that stuff's here for you to help support the show really appreciate all the support you guys have given us and don't forget if you are in seattle for emerald city we will be there our show is saturday at four o'clock
1: Oh, nice. I said right. didn't I? No. Oh, I'm sal- looking forward to Saturday it. at 4 o'clock. <laughs> Saturday at 4. That's that's good numbers. We're not going to really interfere with much. Yeah, it's going to be right in the actual,
0: like, a good slot. So it would be cool.
1: Yeah, that is a good slot. Yeah. Do we know the room?
0: I have it somewhere. Well, now announce it next week. <laughs> cool. Yeah. All right. Keep it up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Doing see my- you in Seattle. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you guys so much. And we'll see you next time right here on Absolute Comics.